2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, we get on a, uh, we get on gentlemen's clubs. How oh. do you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> All right, that's the sound of the kitty cats. So it means it's hour two of the Center in the Saint right here on 1080. The fan Luke Anderson is out camping for the 100th time, I think in the last week. So joining me is a longtime fan alum, Preston Highfield. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, where's he camping? I think like, I think like in Eastern Washington, where they haven't like actually discovered land yet. Hmm. Yeah. He's trying to be a founding father out there. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, Mayor Clark that's County. A, what else do you like, expect? That sounds yeah. like Luke. Uh, Tulane, folks. They're up 17 nothing on Navy. And <laughs> and Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze and Liberty. Seven, they're up 17-3 on Western Kentucky. Hey, good job, Hugh Freeze, you scumbag. Way to use the Ole Miss credit card to, uh, you know, buy something. If you missed hour one of the Center in the Saint, you can go to radio.com or 1080thefan.com for the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Hour two will be up there as well once, well, it's over. Uh, I will get to the poll question here coming up in the next segment. Again, keep those uh, answers coming in for which NFL QB prospect did you uh, believe was going to be a bust, and in fact was. You were very right about him being a bust. Uh, we're already getting a lot of uh, Joey Harrington and Marcus Mariota on the text line. Uh, but I also do want to that visit. Hurts. That hurts. Yeah, it does hurt, but it's kind of true. Um, it is. I want to, I want to revisit this. Uh, Cause we were talking about that 11 uh, year old who brought the Hooters mask mm. uh, to his class uh, in the last segment. And you and I kind of stumbled on this whole thing of, and if, if you're a native here of Portland, you know what Jiggles was off yeah. I five in Tualatin. Yep. That's my hometown, baby. And Jiggles j- exit. <laughs> Jiggles was that strip club right off of the Tualatin exit that every like 15 year old drove by. Once you got your learner's permit, you were like one day, (laughs) one day I'll go there. And I went to Jiggles twice in my lifetime before it shut down rightfully. Hmm. And Jiggles to me proved the absolute universal fact that strip clubs by major highways are never good. That's a great take. Like, I, I've never heard of anybody saying, like, oh, dude, we went to this strip club and we did it up. Me and the boys, oh, they had bottle service. It was awesome. You should have seen it. It was right off I-5. <laughs> it's right off the Salem exit. If you're <laughs> get, if you're getting uh, bottle service at a strip club like Jiggles, yeah. you know. What um, kind of bottle service, Life is a series of choices, and that's not yeah. a great one. I would the think closest I yeah. ever got to Jiggles was going to that Wendy's right next to it. Uh, never did make it out to good old Jiggles, but... Was it you and your, like, 14-year-old friends, and you were like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be amazing if we got in there? Guys, one time when we turned 18, all after tennis practice, you want to go there? Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. My mom gave me $10 for allowance. I'll turn it into ones. I mean, what was it like in there? Was it kind of depressing? 
I imagine. Yeah, it was a strip club, so right. it was depressing. Mm. Uh, it was also <laughs> a strip club. That's, that's well done. That's well done. Right off of I five, so it was in fact depressing. And actually, the first time that uh, I went there, well, uh, yeah, the first time I went there, I got a lap dance, and I um, immediately found out that lap dances make me incredibly uncomfortable, mm. like really uncomfortable. Yeah, I like, would imagine it's it's a it's a thing where like you have to keep your hands behind your back. And, like, the young woman that was performing the dance, like, didn't say anything to me the whole time. Mm. And I didn't know if I was supposed to make conversation. So we were both just, like, dead quiet the entire time. Uh-huh. And after that, I was like, I'm never going to get a lap dance again. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing I've ever You're done. You're like, hi, I'm Will. I go to Lake Oswego. Um, <laughs> 3.4 GPA, starting fullback. What do you, uh, what do you got going on this weekend? <laughs> you know, you got, you got, like, you know, soccer practice or something this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the is The other brutal. one uh, on the way to Corvallis is Stars. Stars. That sounds familiar. Yeah, Stars is the one that it's a strip club, but, like, they also double as a a, a, a fine steakhouse. Fine, however you want to define that. Right. Yeah, but I never went to Stars, but I just kind of assumed that Stars off the highway probably wasn't the high-quality strip club mm. that you would want. Though I will tell you that I went to a strip club when I went to uh, the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. Oh, when we played Pitt and dominated them three to zero. That's awesome. Um, and oh god, that was an epic Sun Bowl. I remember that. It was an epic Sun Bowl. They had uh, Shady McCoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and um, that was like the most Sun Bowl Sun Bowl of all time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just a three zero. Yeah, yeah. Barn yeah. burner. Well, the Sun Bowl. In El Paso. The Sun Bowl is in a group with like, um, like the Outback Bowl. Right. And um, what are some other good ones? You know, bowl games where it's like they try to make you think it's important, but, like, nobody it's, cares. It's not really that. The Holiday Bowl is kind of that. The Holiday Bowl, <laughs> yeah, that's um, one. Yeah, dude, the, uh, there was another great Sun Bowl. When USC all fought each other in that locker room when Barkley gave up on the season but traveled with the team and they all threw punches in the locker room. Mm, yeah. That was a good, good Sun Bowl. Yeah. Oregon beat South Florida in a Sun Bowl really bad one year. Jonathan Stewart had a good game. Yeah, wasn't that the one, uh, Masoli, right? I think it was like Roper or something. And that was that off year that uh, Southern, uh, yeah, Southern Florida was uh, like really good, the Bulls. They were like, they were pretty good, yeah. yeah. They were I, they were like a top 25-ish team. Um, that was the, I believe, I want to say that was the year actually, I want to say that was 07 when, because it, 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 it looked like a great year and then Dennis Dixon blew out his knee and then it turned into Oregon State won the Civil War and Oregon went to the Sun Bowl. But then Jay Stu just went crazy in that game. Yeah, um, uh, that was also the year we went to. I was on that team. Yeah, and we went to uh, the Emerald Nuts Bowl, and you wouldn't imagine what we got as a bowl gift. Peanuts. It was peanuts. Mix, mixed nuts. And I'm not even kidding you. It really was Emerald Peanuts. <laughs> was like the Peanut Man there? Like they that's even, all they, they had. They didn't even throw you, you know, cashews or something a little classier. No, no, dude. It Pistachios. was like it was like a large amount of Emerald Peanuts. It wasn't wow. even like. So that was your swag bag, was yeah. literally peanuts. And it wasn't even a swag bag. So check this out. This is probably one of the weirder experiences I had going to bowl games. Because bowl games in themselves, if you just look at them objectively, are really weird. You're taking a bunch of 18 to 21-year-olds mm-hmm. and then like just showering them with gifts before they go play a football game. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point in bowl games, and this probably happened right around when we started, they quit doing the swag bag and they started doing this thing where you would go into a room in the hotel that you were staying at and you would get a certain amount of points and that you'd get to pick 
from all the stuff that was there, right? For the Emerald Nuts Bowl, <laughs> you went into the room and you got a certain amount of points. And Mr. Peanut was there with a handgun. <laughs> 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 Just put the nuts in the bag. <laughs> Can you imagine? You go into the room, <laughs> and it was different flavors of peanuts you got to choose from. <laughs> Dude, that was what you got to pick. Not like, hey, Xbox, PlayStation. No, it was Cajun or spicy. It wow. was literally picking nut flavors, and you got points for what kind of nuts you picked. My gosh. And there were dudes on other teams, because you knew other guys that, like, went and played at other universities, mm-hmm. that, like, you would talk to them over the holidays, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, how was the, you know, how was the uh, Sun Bowl? How was the Holiday Bowl? How was the whatever yeah, I, bowl? I got an Xbox and an iPod Yeah, how was something? the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, what happened with you? It's like, well, I got nuts. <laughs> and, dude, I relied on those to, like, re-gift to people in my family. Right. Like, I went home empty-handed that year. Because wow. all I had was nuts. So you literally just put nuts in a bag, and that was your swag bag? No, it was, I wish it was Costco style, where you could just shovel nuts <laughs> into a bag. <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah. No, dude, pre-COVID. it was individually packaged emerald nuts just sitting on a table. It was an incredible spread. I mean, I'm not going to say that but they, they didn't. But they didn't even kick you like a $15 iTunes gift card or anything oh, no, like bro. that? No, no. Just a straight up There might have been an emerald nuts gift card. That I missed. By the way, I just looked that up. Looks like you guys beat Maryland 21-14. We did, and we played in uh, on the San Francisco Giants field, AT&T, uh-huh. yeah. uh, before it got renovated. Mm. Uh, it was probably the worst field I've ever played out in my life. And I Cal had to play, that was like Cal's home field for two years when yeah. they were getting their new stadium. That was brutal. Dude, and I had to play at P, uh, PG Park. Uh, back when, when did you play? PGE. Oh, in high school. Yeah, in high school. Yeah. Dude, that if you were a high school football player in Oregon during a time where you played playoff games at PG&E or you went to Central Catholic, you yeah. understand how awful that the, field the was. The turf just wasn't it. Oh, dude. Because it was turf, right? It was, yeah. I mean, barely. It, it was AstroTurf. Yeah, it was like AstroTurf. It wasn't exactly. turf turf that we know now. It was like straight up carpet. You couldn't like sink your cleats into it. Yeah. No, you had to get specialty shoes because your cleats would actually get stuck in there and you'd turn your ankle. Yeah. Like you had to get these like, you had to get these rompus shoes. To put on. I felt like a third grader playing football. I'm an 18-year-old kind of man. Wow. By the way, Sean McDonough, you know, you were talking about him earlier? Yeah. He was on the call of that Emerald Nuts Sun Bowl. He probably got some free nuts. Oh, for real, though? Yeah. That was an ESPN game. Sean McDonough and Chris Spielman. I did meet uh, Reese Davis when I went to the, which one was that? That was the Vegas Bowl. Okay. When we played in the Vegas Bowl against BYU, I yeah. met Reese Davis on the field. Usually the play-by-play guys do some kind of like a luncheon speaking engagement or something. Oh, he you just, met him on the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he just came by to say what's up. Mm. And uh, he was like the nicest person ever. Mm. He was totally cool. And I told him that I hope that uh, you host College Game Day at one point. Oh, nice. And he did. There you go. No, he's, I mean, yeah, I love Reese. Reese is, he's awesome. World-class knowledge. Good old Sean Canfield and Lyle Moivau kind of split reps that game, it looked like. Huh. Uh, Sean was throwing on, um, was throwing on like a seaweed wrap elbow. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's or, uh, I'm sorry. Shoulder dude. He, he couldn't even throw a pass like 10 yards. <laughs> yeah. It was pathetic. Yikes. I was that. That's a whole other conversation, but we have to get to our poll question next mm. because we've been teasing this too much. Again, the question, which NFL QB prospect were you totally right? 
was going to be a bust. You predicted it, and it happened. More Center and Sync coming up. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Somebody throwing in Johnny Football as their pick for a NFL QB prospect. They were super right was going to be a bust. And again, these people, these players need to be considered at least for a certain time to be successful. Like, there had to be a lot of buzz behind them. You can't give me, like, like somebody on the text line said Matt Moore. I was like, I yeah. don't think there was a lot of buzz around Matt Moore. No, no. I don't even think most people knew who Matt Moore was outside of the Pac-12. Right, because he came from, what, Cal or somewhere? He Matt? transferred. Oh, he did? He transferred to OSU? Yeah, he oh. transferred to OSU. I forget. Huh. It was either Cal or UCLA. I think okay. it was UCLA because my brother actually played with Matt Moore for a year. Nice. And he um, was a really good college quarterback. I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I guess Manziel's a pretty good one. I mean, he actually did have a lot of hype. I mean, no one said or a few people said, oh, he's going to be a 10-year starter and a pro bowler. But, I mean, he did obviously have a ton of hype. Well, um, yeah, he was the Heisman winner. And I that was actually going to be my pick. Like, I, I have two. The first one is Johnny Manziel. Mm. That, for me, Johnny Manziel, I was just kind of like, dude is going to, like, dude is going to flame out really quick. The second one for me, and this kind of straddles the line because I know people will kind of get mad at me for it, Jared Goff. Huh. And Jared Goff was drafted really high. Number, and I know Number it, one. Yeah. And I know it was a drought quarterback market that year, but, dude, right when I watched him play at Cal, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this guy sucks. Hmm. Like, he's not great. He has huge numbers because I think he throws it 40 times a game. Yeah, they had that, like, air raid offense going with Sonny Dykes. So his name's Sonny Dykes, I think. Yeah, their coach came over from Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And he's at uh, SMU now, I believe. Sonny um, Dykes at SMU? Yeah. Uh-huh. SMU should be a, a, a really good program. I mean, they're in Dallas, and they're in the American Conference. It's like a really good group of five conference. I don't, well, I don't dude, get they got how— the de- they got the death sentence. I know, but still, dude. Those 18-year-olds don't know that. <laughs> the kids you're recruiting don't know that. Well, I um, think it's more of the whole funding thing. Mm-hmm. It set off a chain reaction. Boosters. Because yeah, there's a lot of money at that school, but I guess maybe the boosters, yeah, maybe not. Mine was Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder is an interesting pick. Now, you teased in the beginning of the show a mm. very funny uh, draft profile of Christian yeah. Ponder. Um, and I also just think it's funny that Christian Ponder even had a draft profile. So go ahead and read what you got. Okay, so we got Walter Football breaking down Christian Ponder. I looked for the, I found the ESPN one, but you needed to be an insider. Um, oh, yeah. Not the an insider. Super, super big time <laughs> access to get Christian, Christian Ponder, Ponder draft profile. <laughs> Sir, we're going to need four ninety nine for that. <laughs> Christian Ponder 2011 draft scouting report. Strengths. Short to intermediate accuracy. Right. Good mechanics and footwork. Uh-huh. Mobile with scrambling ability. I don't know about that. Experience under center in a pro-style offense. (laughs) Three-year starter. This one's great. Very intelligent, parentheses, completed MBA program. Yeah. I'm sure he was working real hard at that at Florida State. I do love that, too. The whole correspondence of, like, kids that are smart in college. Yeah. And, like, they should be really good at football. Oh, yeah. Because that always works out. And then, finally, high character leader. Because he was a team captain. It says dash team captain. Weaknesses... Arm strength, <laughs> l- limited to West Coast offense, 
forces throws that NFL players will intercept, questionable decision-making, and injury history. Anyways, so basically, he, he was, sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. You're like, what? Where, where are the good things? He, like, he, you know, he's, he's just like a typical pro-style QB, you know, 6'4", 220, played in a pro-style offense that has a decent arm that played for a good program, and people are automatically like, oh, he played for a while in a good program. Should be good. Should be good. I I, I looked him up, um, how successful they were when he was at Florida State. His best season, they went 10-4. and four. It was Jimbo Fisher's first year, actually. And it was Jimbo. It was his senior year. EJ Manuel was on the roster. They actually, yeah, they beat uh, they beat South Carolina in the Chick Fil A Bowl, which lost, also lost to Oklahoma in a non-con. But I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, listen, the guy's married to Sam Ponder. He made thirteen million in his career, according to Spoke Track. Yeah, he's living the good life, and he got an MBA out of it. I mean, th- things could definitely be worse. But yeah. when he was drafted in the first round. I was like, what are we what are we seeing here? Many other selections on the text line uh, echo the pick of Vince Young and Matt Leinert. I've been getting a lot of those on the text line. Uh, Matt Leinert is definitely a good one if you were keen on that. I didn't think Matt Leinert would be a bust, though I was incredibly young and naive. I totally thought Matt Leinert was going to be really good mm-hmm. because it was such the perfect timing for him. And it was the good situation where he was going to uh, the Cardinals where he could sit for a little while and he had really good receivers to throw to. Yeah. Um, no, dude, Vince I Young too. Oh. And, and I'm also getting a lot of Sam Bradford, which Sam Bradford's a good pick just because of the fact that, um, you know, everybody assumed just because he won the Heisman and he was really accurate that like, Oh, this will transfer. And then he did win rookie of the year. But uh, Sam Bradford became an incredible disappointment. So right. good on you, listeners, if you called Sam Bradford would suck. That's like Vince. I think Vince Young was a pro bowler his first year or borderline. Yeah. Um, he but, got into the playoffs. Right. Dude, it's tough when you get drafted by those terrible franchises. I mean, not to make excuses for, for my guys, Harrington and Mariota, who I admit were were you could call busts. But yeah, dude, the were Titans busts. were so bad when Mariota went there, and like three, two or three seasons later, he won him a playoff game. I mean, it wasn't like a complete tragic disappointment. Now, did they need to get rid of him at the end? Yes, and they got better when they got rid of him. And that should just indicate but, uh, to you that he was a bust. No, he was, he was. Yeah. But like, dude, remember when Harrington went to the Lions? Like, dude, the Lions were the were the Browns of that time. I give Joey a little more leeway in that sense because he really kept like falling ass backwards into bad situations. The Dolphins and the Lions. Yeah, he just like, he went to the Lions when they were awful and making bad decisions, and then he got traded to the friggin' Dolphins, and then Dante Culpepper got hurt. Uh He had to have Nick Saban be his NFL coach, which is awful. And then he went to the friggin' Falcons (laughs) where like he was supposed to sit again behind Michael Vick, and then Michael Vick went to prison, and it was like, all right, you're up. (laughs) Wait, so back, so you think Goff is a bust? Is that your take? Oh yeah, Goff's a complete bust. I mean, even though he went to the the Super Bowl, I understand that. But like, because of the fact Goff had to get earpieced by Sean McVay, and we found out what happened when like he was not getting so much earpieced, it made sense that like Goff is really not as great as people brought him up to be, and he's definitely not as good as what the money he's getting paid. What if they win like ten games this year? Is he still a bust? Um. That's a tough one. I think busts are kind of one of those subjective things where, like, you know it or you don't. Like, everybody can agree Ryan Leaf's a bust. 
But then you get into the situations where it's like Brady Leaf. Uh oh, Brady. <laughs> Former Duck Brady Leaf was Brady Leaf. <laughs> Next on Center and Saint. <laughs> but then you get um but then you get into other kind of uh difficult situations calling people bus. I think a difficult one right now is Baker Mayfield mm. because that's, that's a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. He's very up and down. He had that very good rookie season and it, it, it honestly was good. I mean, he almost got into the playoffs and then he had a really huge sophomore slump. And now you have these, this sample size of two games where it's like, Hey, he looks pretty good. Yeah. And so the jury's kind of still out on him, but like, it's, it's either, it's either, you know, it or you don't, there's no formula to it. Right. No, I, I think, uh, you know, talk shows get a lot of miles out of Baker. I mean, Baker's like, if I could pick one quarterback to say, is he about to bust in the NFL? It, I mean, it's it's Baker. Yeah. Um, Like, they they lost to the Ravens 38-6 to to start the season. Yes, Ravens they, are good, though. Yes, the Ravens are good. And, yes, they bounced back on national TV against the Bengals. And Baker did play pretty well. But I, if he doesn't look like pretty dang good this year as in like can you can you kind of carry a franchise to an extra couple wins a year uh, i'm ready to call him a bust uh somebody else pointing out josh rosen and good on them because i thought josh mm. rosen would actually be good i loved josh rosen at ucla yeah i thought he would be really good i thought they were also, terrible before him and terrible after him he carried him to like 10 wins a year yeah i kind of thought josh rosen would be good just because i thought it was kind of like he was in a bad situation. He was incredibly talented, but he had to have Jim Mora coaching him, which sucks. And so I thought that maybe, you know, if he got there, things would turn out okay. Josh Rosen is most definitely a bust now. I got suckered into Josh Rosen when I read some Sports Illustrated piece when he, he, <laughs> the, the writer went into his house on campus at UCLA, and it was like a frat house. Oh, the hot was, tub. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, well, I think that was the dorm maybe. But oh, okay. I, but he was like, Josh Rosen's house has a beer pong table in the living room and blah, 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 which, you know, that's not a great sign for a, for a franchise quarterback. But at the time I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that kind of that, but more so like this guy doesn't, you know, this guy breaks the mold. Like he's a pro style QB. He's very smart. Like you read these things. Oh, his dad's a surgeon and his mom's a lawyer. Um, and he loves smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, well, he just taps kegs and throws footballs. <laughs> <laughs> I did like I like he seemed rebellious and while that's definitely not a trait you want in a franchise quarterback I kind of like that like I do tend to gravitate towards athletes who the public hates for whatever reason like I'm a big LeBron guy mm. um so yeah I don't know that's kind of where I was at with Josh to be fair he's gotten completely screwed as far as like his NFL situations yeah um but by this point he probably should have earned a couple opportunities to start and, and play well Coming up next, let's review over some week two football predictions. And then as well, I want to play some strange Jim Irsay audio I stumbled upon this uh, past week. And I just want to get your opinion on it. But first, keep those coming. NFL quarterback prospect busts that you totally knew were going to be busts at the time. Good picks in there. Teddy Bridgewater. Which I, uh, I don't know if you can quite call him a bust just yet. Teddy Two Gloves? Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I think you got time. And I'm still not calling Goff a, uh, Goff a bust. I'm pushing back on that. I was scrolling the interwebs uh, recently, and uh, recently as in this week, and I stumbled upon a tweet 
by one Jim Ursay. Now, if you're not familiar with Jim Ursay, uh, he owns the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, he is kind of weird in that he has this penchant for getting pulled over with a bunch of pills and uh, booze in the back of his car and uh, tweeting out pictures of uh, naked women. Hmm. Like, that's just his thing. I don't know why. Um, but he put out this video, and I'll just set up this audio I'm going to play for you. It's Jim Ursay sitting behind a bench press with what looks to be about 320 pounds, and he is the spotter. There's nobody about to bench it, and this is what he says. To be there in mind, spirit, and body, and to fire up and to know it's a long season, to know that this game and only this game against a great team, against the Vikings, which is always a tough fight, we will be there and we need you there, loud and proud, believing we will come out victorious. So let's keep fighting and make this season great. God bless, take care of loved ones through these times, but we will be stronger through these times and we'll be better after Sunday. So thank you. God, what? <laughs> Who was he talking to? Just like the, the camera. Cam- the camera. There is no one there uh. except for Ursay uh. as the spotter on like a 300-plus bench, and he doesn't lift the weights. He's just sitting there. He's mm. got a weight belt on. He's old too, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, 60, he looks 61. Like, he looks like the strength and conditioning coach, not the owner. He sounded like a strength and conditioning coach. Yes. He sounded like he just, like, shot some steroids into himself. <laughs> injected himself with steroids via like, a needle. Like, because of the fact he's a, he's a billionaire, he was like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to take roids. <laughs> you know what? Let's just see what these roids are all about. That's what I would imagine a billionaire would do at a certain point. Like, there's only so much you can buy and so much you can influence that at a certain point, yeah. you just look inward and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm roiding it up. Let me just hire a trainer and shoot some roids into my... Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I, You know, I I didn't know a ton about Jim Ursay. Oh, really? Um well, yeah, yeah, he got pulled over, and um, he had, like, these bags. No, like, I mean, I, I I heard that story. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. prescription bottles. It was literally just, like, random pills just stuffed into a bag and a mm. bunch of, like, loose liquor. <laughs> loose liquor? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, not sealed? Just, <laughs> just in a plastic bag so he can smuggle it into places. Smuggle it into prison. He's got prison <laughs> wine. Yeah. Just his his back pockets, just a plastic bag of just cheap dark liquor. It's like a camel sack, those backpacks. Yeah. Except it's just all brown in there. Hey, that's just another day in the SEC, baby. <laughs> Looks like he went to SMU. Could maybe donate some of that three billion dollar net worth that way. Yeah, Jim Mercy is just one of those NFL owners that I felt like he got bored a really long time ago and just decided he's gonna do whatever he wants and he doesn't care. You know what's what's up with the Colts? Where I mean they got they're Philip Rivers. I don't know what that fr- you know I, I don't really know what the identity of that franchise is right now. What, what the I Colts? Mean? Yeah, they suck, and they're irrelevant. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And they got Philip Rivers. Guy, there was a which second is ago where stupid. they had luck, and everyone was calling luck the next Elway. Dude, Philip Rivers, <clears throat> I respect for the longevity 
but he might be the most overrated football player in my lifetime. That guy has all stats, no accomplishments. Um, hmm. Lifetime, huh? That's where I'm at on Philip Rivers. Yeah, I would be. And, and it's nothing personal to the guy. Seems like a good dude. Everyone in San Diego loves him. I saw a poll the other day on Twitter that was like, Chargers fans, would you rather go 10-6 and six or have Philip Rivers win a Super Bowl with the Colts? And like 92% was like, Philip Rivers win a Super Bowl. Um, I feel so like yeah. uh, Eli Manning is also in that train for me. Most overrated NFL players in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, he won two Super Bowls. I didn't. Act, I know, that didn't accidentally happen. I know, but it's like Joe Flacco won one. So Joe, yeah, Joe Flacco <laughs> is in that combo too. You're right, Joe Flacco. Uh yeah, Jim Irsay, ladies and gentlemen. So are they gonna? Is he trying to like get fans to go out to local bars and cheer? I mean, it, it was like a rallying cry for fans. Yeah, that's it. It was just yeah. him getting on there and. Um, Somebody on the text line, 503-250-1080, saying that uh, the Adderall must have kicked in, which I'm yeah. guessing uh, Adderall for him is the adverse effect where it's actually just speed. Because, you know, Adderall is supposed to calm people down who are wired hyper. I think Jim found that he is the uh, the reverse of that, which was probably a pleasant surprise to him. He was like, oh, good, Adderall does this. You know, to be a billionaire, you got to be pretty different. Um, Like, look at Cuban. Yeah. You know. Or Bezos. Bezos, I mean, you know, even Paul Allen was, you know, RIP, a little you, dude, different. There's two types of billionaires. There's ones that keep building empires, and there's ones that got bored like five years ago and are now just like, okay, this is stupid. I just right. want to do whatever I want now. That's Jim Irsay. Steve Ballmer. If I was <laughs> yeah, Steve if, if I was a billionaire, I'd just buy an NBA team and sit courtside and go crazy. That's really? Ex- that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I, mean, I, wouldn't go, I don't know if I'd go cr- crazy, but you know what I mean? I'd sit courtside and, yeah, oh. That'd be awesome. I'd probably buy a team that's like really like a weird pit. Like I'd buy the Orlando Magic hmm. and I would just kind of do whatever I wanted. Like huh. I wouldn't want to get a high profile team because then I'd be on TV and my hijinks would be out there. Right. I'd want to like get a team that like nobody's watching and then just do whatever the hell I want. Like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like buy the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Because nobody goes to those games anyway. But then you have to live in Memphis. Well, I'm a billionaire. I'll go live somewhere else. Yeah, and I'll get don't the you nicest, want to go to the games? Well, I'll get the nicest place in Memphis, and I'll just, like, stay there for, like, two weeks at a time when they're having home game stretches and just go do ridiculous things on the court. God, see, I'd want to buy some team in Southern California. Lakers and Clippers are probably a little spendy, but if I had that kind of dough, that's what I'd do. I don't know about Memphis. That's kind of a tough market. All right, coming up next, we're going to do what to watch Preston, this is a segment where we say what we're going to watch for the weekend in sports and then also what we're watching right now on streaming platforms or TV. Do we give our NFL picks or are we just... No, nah, we don't pick here. Okay. Uh, I like I that. I don't that's, think... That's too sport nerdy. Well, that's too nerdy. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, I don't think anybody is, like, listening to us to before they, like, put money down on games. Hmm. And if they do, um, why? Well, you know, I mean, we know what we're talking about back yeah, here. That's right. <laughs> All right, wrapping it up here on the center in the state, 1080 the Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. 
Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, before we get into what to watch, Preston did point my attention to something I saw this morning that uh, just made me laugh um, and smile. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Brody, uh, LeBron James' younger son, who is named after him in a very cartoonish way, uh, accidentally posted to his Instagram story him uh, just blowing trees hard. Yeah, on a blunt. He was he was ripping a blunt, <laughs> yeah. and I think he's uh, 16. Yeah, somewhere around there. He's so. like 15, 16. There's something illegal there to a degree. Yeah. But, you know, it's more so that it's just funny because it's brawny. It's brawny. That, that's and why it's funny. Everyone's like, oh, LeBron James, bad parent. Oh, this, oh, that. Like, whenever LeBron or whenever brawny, because he goes on, like, those IG lives with people and plays video games, like, folks love that stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. So they love this content, too. Well, and not only that, uh, the whole thing with brawny is that uh, I, I have this really kind of weird... Um, Thing where I like when celebrities kids act out because mm. to me it's like oh I guess you can't have it all then yeah it's like if LeBron James was also a perfect parent that would kind of like ruin me a little mm -hmm. it's like wow <laughs> he's everything right like that's the one thing I feel like I could have over LeBron James where I'm like yeah I'm a good dad you're not I just want to see like LeBron's reaction like does LeBron tweet about it does Probably he pissed. I mean, I'm sure he is, but does he like, you know, does some, does some big J in, in that Orlando media scrum ask him about it? So, LeBron, did you see Bronny blowing tree on his IG live? The what? balls on that reporter, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Dude. Yeah, that'd be, if somebody that'd does be an award-winning question. That guy Mark gets... Schwartz would do it. Yeah. That animal hates LeBron. That, what I will that say, guy would do it. What I will say, though, is I think it, the impact of that would be a little bit less because they are in the bubble, so they're not, like, there. Yeah. If you had the true. balls to ask him in a press pool and you're, like, there, yeah. then kudos to you, sir. Right. I don't have those balls. Right. God, I love it when people do, though. Yeah. It's great. Huh. Uh, huh. All right. What to watch, Preston? What are you mm. watching for in this week three of the NFL season coming up here this Sunday. Any storyline team in particular? Oh, I mean, it's got to be Giants-Bears. I just, um, those two sensational franchises. Uh, now, I mean, um, I actually do like Daniel Jones. Uh, oh, don't get into that. No, I do. Um, Sunday Night Football is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, Pats at Seattle. Obviously, it'd be way better if there were fans there, but... You know those 12s are going to pump in that fake crowd noise anyway. You know, we got the goat Al Michaels on the call, obviously. You just kind of um, hope that a bunch of Eastern Washingtonians just, like, flood the gates and go in anyway. <laughs> just charge on in. Yeah, just screw you. Um, so, no, man, I yeah, I, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I, wanna, I didn't watch any of the Pats-Dolphins game last week. I mean, I saw that Cam had a rushing touchdown or two, and they won 21-11, to 11, but what does that mean? The Dolphins are terrible if it's Patrick threw three picks in that game. Uh, so I want to see, yeah, I'm pumped to see Cam in prime time on the Pats, man. I am also pumped for that. I'm also pumped to uh, see Russell Wilson mm. uh, continue what will be the lamest uh, MVP award 
uh, awarded in quite some time. Yeah. I think whoever wins the NFL MVP award this year, it's just going to be like Giannis winning this year. It's just going to be conciliatory. Yeah. Like, ah, just give it to him. Did you see the way Adam Silver handed out the trophy too? No. It was like a Zoom call. Giannis was in Athens, Greece. You could like barely see him. And then it was Adam Silver in his home office, and he was like, I'm pre- pleased to announce the MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And it was just like him in his home office. Pretty anticlimactic. I was kind of hoping that he'd do that thing where, like, he has the trophy, and then he, like, puts it off screen right so you don't yeah. see it. And then Giannis in Greece, like, sinks it up <laughs> and then takes it from <laughs> He was like, well, he was like, I'm going to send this to you in Athens now, okay? But he was, like, joking, but Giannis didn't really get it. He was like, no, 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 no. I'll go pick it up in America. <laughs> Like, Giannis didn't really get the joke. Um, yeah, it was good. Good times in 2020 on these Zoom calls. What are you uh, watching right now on uh, on streams or network what? TV? Oh, Are you just uh, so dude, dialed in on sports? I, or no, like- no, I love uh, HP, I love uh, Succession. Um, I want to watch Succession. Succession's amazing. Um, yeah, I'd say Succession's my main show. You see, have you seen Billions? I haven't seen that's, Billions. That's five seasons, so... I've watched all five seasons of Billions and all two seasons of Succession. They're both amazing. Paul Giamatti in Billions is is unbelievable. I um, uh, successfully got rid of my Facebook account because I watched a uh, Netflix documentary last night called uh, something like the the social oh dilemma dilemma. Gosh, I was gonna watch that, but I didn't. It'll make it you. Good? It'll make you get off of social media. Really? Like altogether? Yeah. I mean, I've seen the trailers and everything. Yeah, it's it, it's spooky. It's it's super spooky, and yeah. it also like it totally explains the fact, or it explains for some people why you get online and just rage tweet. Yeah, like it totally for me, because I'll I'll go on these little things where I'll just basically rage tweet at people or on a certain subject, and I'll just do like ten tweets in a row where I'm just talking stuff. <laughs> just get it out. Sometimes I'll do the I'll I'll, I'll type up the tweet and then delete it. And it makes me feel a little better. So it's your version of writing an angry like, letter to a family member and not sending it. And then it. not, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the modern version of that. <laughs> All right. Preston, thank you for coming in, dude. Dude, I was so happy to be here. We'll do it anytime. Now, thank you, it. folks. I appreciate it. Would love to get some hot tennis talk in at some point. I know. It's too bad this didn't happen during the U.S. Open. We didn't do we, any tennis chat. Dude, we would have totally... If this was the week after that final, I would have yeah. totally gone all team on you. That would have been awesome. I like team. Luke will be back next week, and so will I. Until then, bye-bye.